I am Danika. And I am Myra. And this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space to discuss mental wellness. A space to dive into soul care and vulnerability. Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing. While also giving you the work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all. We are back with a new episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And today, it is just me. Danika is away today. And so I have a very special guest named Danielle. And we are going to have a conversation about diabetes. But before we jump in, I want to ask you, Danielle, what has been something that you've been doing or eating or listening to that you are currently loving right now? Um, what one thing I've been eating that I'm currently loving right now is this taco salad. Mm. It has me in shambles. Like I put <laughs> like the lettuce tomatoes i put roasted um peppers mm. um i put out i'm a pescatarian but i mostly I tr- i'm trying to stay away from fish um mm. seafood but i've been putting some impossible um meat in there mm. and um what else i add some jalapenos and then i'll mix like the sour cream with the taco seasoning as the dressing mm. that sounds bad. it is so it's so good I, I eat it every day it is healthy it doesn't affect my sugar Mm-hmm. And it tastes really, it's not your boring salad. It tastes really good. Mm, that sounds bomb. Yeah. Something I've been eating that is so basic and it's like whatever is I love bagels, but I really love the cinnamon flavor bagels. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but if I could eat that every day, which y'all know once you hit a certain age, it's hard to lose weight. So mm-hmm. I can't be eating it every day, but I eat it every other day. I ain't even going to lie to you. It's something about it. Like it just, Cinnamon flavored things just make me happy. So that's what I've been enjoying. Yeah. What, do you put any like um cream cheese on it or just the bagel? I could do just, I like it lightly toasted. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of butter sometimes, but honestly, sometimes I just eat it not even toasted. It's just something about the flavor that I'm mm-hmm. so focused on. It just does something for me. Mm. No, I definitely understand. I love me a good bagel too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So before we jump in, I'm going to introduce our guest. So we have Danielle. She is a content creator that creates content about every day while healing diabetes naturally. And she can be found on Instagram and TikTok. And we will share um, all of the ways to find her um, in the description of this episode. So to even jump in, Danielle, I want to ask you, can you tell us about how you first learned about having diabetes? So I first learned about having diabetes. Well, my diagnosis um, about two years ago, um, they diagnosed me. Um, you have diabetes from the range of, I believe, six or 6.5. I could be lying. I think it's seven. Seven to up. So the ranges of diabetes, um, it goes by numbers, the A1C. Um, so my A1C was officially seven about two years ago. But I, diabetes been around my life for so long. My mom had diabetes. My dad had diabetes. My aunt, my grandma, um, a lot of my aunts, my uncles, and my grandma passed away from complication from diabetes. My dad, my aunts passed away. Um, uncles, they lost toes, you know, limbs from diabetes, blindness. So it's been around in my family for a long time. So I'm no, you know, stranger for it about uh, before you turn diabetes, they'll let you, if you go to the doctor regularly and you know stay up with your checkups, you'll be pre-diabetic. I've been pre-diabetic for years. So it's not like it was like overnight, like this big change, like, oh, now you're diabetic, right? 
Um, so I've been pre-diabetic ever since I was probably, right now I'm 30. So um, I could say maybe like 24, 25, I've been pre-diabetic. Wow. And so I'm hearing you talk about how it's kind of affected your family. In return, when we think about family and connection to them, of course, that would impact your mental health. How do you feel like diabetes has impacted your mental health, considering that this is something that's pretty much impacted like a majority of your people in various different ways? And you're witnessing this. Um, it how it affect how it in fact, I mean, sorry, how it impacted my mental health. Um, I could say later on, because it's been in my life for so long. It's not a, a drastic change. Um, it, it started impacting me when my sugar started being high. And it's like, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to do the right things. The difference between healing naturally and healing with medicine is a big difference. Because the medicine is like, um, of course, it helped people. And I, I just, disclaimer, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't have all the facts about diabetes. You know, I just know what works for me and seeing within my family. And that's what I'm giving my experience based on. Um, but when you're so used to it being around and then, you know, you get diagnosed, um, it affects me. I'm trying to eat healthy. Um, and you see that my sugar still going up. So it's like, I ate this meal and it's like, dang, this meal is supposed to be good for me, right? Like, why is my sugar 250 right now? Or, and then my mom is also diabetic and I hear it from her all the time. And she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And, you know, it's still up there. And then that makes you want to give up. It's like, forget it. Like, you know, like this is trying every day. Um, Definitely for me, going naturally is the hardest for me. Um. It affects me mentally because every day, every meal is your medicine. There's no like what the medicine Um, in my family use the medicine as a crutch. I've seen it. They like, OK, well, I could eat the snicker right now and then I'll take the insulin or I'll take the medicine and it'll go back down. But that's not that's not healing your body. That's that you're still affecting your body and then you're still eating that food and then you take the medicine and the numbers look low. But what is it actually doing to your body? So. Every single meal is a challenge because every meal is your medicine. Wow. So it affects me in, in that way. Yeah. I appreciate you highlighting that because diabetes runs in my family too. Um, on both sides of my family, different types of diabetes run in the family. And I have like a similar experience in that my dad is more so like, I got diabetes and I'm going to eat whatever I want. What else is going to happen to me? And I'm looking at him like, are you serious? And yeah. then- got my mom who on the other hand drinking soda eating candy already overweight and so it's like I'm already concerned about your weight and how that's impacting you but then I gotta watch you eat a piece of candy or like eat x y and z thing and your excuse being oh I gotta get my sugar up and I'm like so that's what we're choosing to get our sugar up like it doesn't make any sense and then to watch you then your sugar is up and then you have a burst of energy and then it's like you have a crash and now you want to have coffee. Like, it's not making no sense. So yes. like, witnessing that is like, oh my gosh, like this is bothersome. And I think it's definitely worse. Um, I have type 2 diabetes and my family had type 2 diabetes. Um, not really. I really haven't known anyone that have type 1 diabetes. And um, recently, um, I just found out that my boyfriend's um, nephew have type 1 diabetes. And he is 
three. He's he just turned, I think just turned three or four. And seeing him affects my mental health because like it breaks my heart. This little child, right? He did not do nothing in the world. Like me, it's an effect of diet, right? Type two diabetes is effective diet, but this child just came into this world and you know, type one diabetes is already affecting him. And he was having a birthday. We was there for um Thanksgiving and he couldn't even have a piece of cake. He's crying. He's a baby. He don't know. Like he just want to eat and he don't know that it's going to really like affect his sugar. But then his mom is like, you know, if I give him a little bit, then they, they said just like that, you're battling the highs and lows. It's like, okay, he's low. You give a piece of candy real quick. Then it's high. Now you're battling the high. Then you have to give insulin and the dangerously up and down is super, it's super dangerous. So I understand. I think the generational, the generational, it's not, it's the mindset that is passed on from generation to generation. And it's also the eating habits is passed down from generation to age. If yeah. you're used to eating that, which your mom gave you from young, you're going to cook it for your kid. You're going to cook it for your kid. So me, I have to try to learn how to break that generational curse is like, okay, I can't eat that. Even though, you know, dad used to feed that to me. Mom used to feed that to me, or this is a tradition, you know, um, we have to kind of break that generational curse in. It's not easy. Exactly. Exactly. So then can you tell us first <clears throat> between type one and type two diabetes, just so people have that understanding? Yes. So type two diabetes is something um, you des develop. Um, I want to say from like bad habit. They say it's um, generational, um, you know, it's in, you get it from family members, but I really want to say it's because of um, bad habit. And I don't know the, the you know, correct definition of it, um, but it's definitely because of your eating, the way you're eating. Type 1 diabetes is kind of like autoimmune. You, your, your pancreas stops working on, it's kind of like your pancreas is like paralyzed. It stops working. Um, so it doesn't produce, I think that's what it is. Your pancreas, type one, your pancreas doesn't produce no insulin. Um, and type two, your pancreas produce a little bit, but it's kind of like it's on a verge of breaking. So it gives you some, but it doesn't give you enough to sustain your blood sugar levels to be stable. Ah, okay. Okay. Can you share some common myths um, about the diagnosis and then like some facts? Maybe if you have like three and three, three myths and three facts or whatever. Okay. So one definitely myth about um, type two diabetes. Um, I can't speak for type one, but type two diabetes is type two diabetes is reversible. A lot of people don't know that type two diabetes is reversible. Um, I see people on, you know, um, TikTok, this lady was freaking out like, oh, I just got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And it's like, miss, this is actually the best time for you to reverse it. The best time to reverse it is when you first get diagnosed with it. Of course, if you've been, you know, at the doctor regularly and, you know, this is something new on, not if you haven't been to the doctor in 10 years and now this is a new thing, right? Because you might be well behind. Um, but it is definitely reversible. And the best time is when you first get diagnosed. Um, another myth is that you cannot eat fruits. Um, that is not true. You can eat fruits. Um, being a diabetic, um, it affects this different sugar in candy than it is in natural fruits. Um, um, trying to think of one sorry another one no I think those are really good we don't even have to add more I think those are really good ones that most people would not know it being reversible and you can eat fruit 
I'd never heard those before. Um, and I think those also kind of count as facts too, if we're yes. really thinking about it. Yeah, those are definitely some facts too. Um, I want to transition and ask you as far as resources slash supports for you. What have you found to be helpful? Because I'm hearing a lot about this diet part. And so I'm even wondering for you, like, are you creating these recipes? Where are you finding them at? Tell me about that. So big for me is like YouTube and um, TikTok is a big help. Um, even Instagram is a big help. I think for me, jumpstarting, um, I found out about the alkaline diet. Um, her, her YouTube name and I think Instagram name is Estelle Archer. I found about her. She started doing the alkaline diet because she was healing herself naturally from um, HIV. Um, yeah. So I found out about the alkaline diet from her and she had this little kickstart of the alkaline diet. And it's like, listen, I desperately need something. And I realized when I did the alkaline diet, every meal that I ate, my sugar was beautiful. Like it was the numbers was was there. Um, so that was a big help. And after seeing that, um, really when you're healing naturally, it's kind of like trial and error. I mean, anything is trial and error, right? That's why they do trials even with regular medicine. Um, for me, I use I am my biggest test. Um, the great thing I learned too is to always test your sugar. Testing your sugar is so important because really when you have diabetes, if you don't see no numbers, it's out of sight, out of mind. So I got like a Dexcom. I fought for it. And I found out about the Dexcom on TikTok. I knew nothing about it. Um, I didn't know that it was even a thing. It was like, okay, I just always have to poke my finger every day. And I wasn't poking my finger every day. And a lot of diabetics go and don't poke their finger every day because it's a hassle. You don't want to, you know, it's a hassle um, to poke it at before every meal, you know, to check it after every meal. So um, the Dexcom stays in my arm for 10 days and it tells me on my phone what my blood sugar is in real time. Um, so that has helped me tremendously be able to, you know, maybe I'll see if going about my day, I would just eat something, not think about it. Right. It's like, I don't want to poke my finger. That's a lot of work. I got to go get the tester. What if I don't have the tester or whatever? Um, I'll poke my, I mean, I'll look at my Dexcom on my phone and I'll look at my sugar and let's say it's high. It's like, okay, well, I can't eat right now. Or maybe I'll wait 30 minutes until I eat. Like maybe I was going to eat a heavy car meal. Maybe not. Let me not eat something. Um, so those resources definitely helped me. Wow. I've never heard of the Dexcom. So even hearing about you sharing that is like news to me. Um, I'm really enjoying this conversation. I feel like it's so many things and like layers to it that people just don't like talk about. Um, and so can you tell about like your journey with starting to just talk about your experience with diabetes? Like what prompted you to do that? Where can people find you? What are some of the things that you typically post about? Um, yeah, so mostly I am posting on TikTok right now. They can find me at Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-C-A-V-V, -L -L -E -E, as in Victor, Danielle Cav. Um, and I just saw other people post about it, but I didn't see nobody posting about it naturally. Um, and I I haven't took Tylenol in years. Like, I just don't like taking like conventional medicine. And if I can heal it naturally, I can. But I think my biggest kick to do it naturally is because what I've seen with my family, like my aunt recently just passed away from diabetes. She lost her toes, her legs. She went blind in one eye. And then eventually she passed away. 
My dad also, he just passed away from diabetes um, two years ago. So for me, it was like, I see what the medicine do. I see that it's like, okay, we can eat whatever we want. And then, you know, let me just take the medicine and it'll be better. So I had to get out of that mindset and really just trial and error. Like I'll eat a meal, look at my sugar and be like, okay, I can eat this and I can't eat this. Like this worked for me, this works. And knowing that just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Everybody's body is different. So I'll always be like, you are your biggest, you know, advocate. You, you know your body tests, right? Try to eat this meal, test your sugar. Does it work for you? Put that on the okay, it worked for me list. It don't work for you? Don't eat that often. So that's, that's is literally like trial and error. And right now I'm starting to get into like herbs. Um, right now I'm starting with berberine. It's, I'm not sure if it's really helping or not, but I've been taking it. Um, but my sugar has been doing okay. But the biggest thing with type 2 diabetes is diet. The the biggest thing is definitely diet. And it's crazy because sometimes, I, I mean, I looked on a diabetes association before and they have like bacon and like, yeah, right. Yeah, if we get into them, you know, the, the biggest two, I'll, I'll watch What the Health, maybe like eight eight years ago, I watched What the Health and, you know, they unpacked some things also on there. And um, from there, I went vegan for a while and then pescatarian and I dibble and dabble between, but now I'm back pescatarian. Um, but seeing things like that and really trying to go the natural route um, has definitely helped me with my journey. And it's not over. It's always, sometimes I get it down and then it's hard to stay consistent because my medicine is at every meal and every meal is hard. So. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love that. As we kind of wrap up, do you have any takeaways for our listeners? Um, yes, definitely. A takeaway is, um, you are your biggest advocate. Um, I know what the doctor is telling you, but you know, your body, you are your biggest advocate. Um, definitely test out of sight, out of mind, Please test your diabetes. Don't be scared. If you think you have diabetes, if you feel yourself peeing all the time, sleepy, after people say, you know, you get the itis after you eat. But if you notice you're eating meals and falling asleep right after, that is a big sign with diabetes. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, having to pee or always having to use the bathroom, those are signs of feeling dehydrated in the mouth, always have to drink water. Those are signs. And don't be scared to go to the doctor. Like my sister was like, I'm so scared to check my sugar because I don't know what it is. The better you know, the more you can take care of because you don't want it to be so late. Get regularly check up, go to the doctor, go to the dentist, regularly check yourself up and regularly check your sugar and advocate. If you know that a Dexcom is going to help you ensure it's expensive, insurance companies don't like to, um, you know, pay for it, but advocate for yourself. It took me six months of fighting with my insurance company to get my Dexcom, but literally it's been life changing because if I don't know my sugar on a regular basis and I'm not going to check out of sight, out of mind, like if I don't check, I don't have diabetes and we know underlying I do. Um, so those are things and just test. It's, it's a, it's a big trial, whatever works for you, you know, works for you, but you're your biggest advocate. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danielle. I feel like, again, Thanks. these are all things that people are not thinking of, um, probably is not crossing their mind. So it's important to have these conversations, especially within the Black community, because we are highly yes. affected by it. 
No, yes, definitely. And thank you for having me. Oh, and also I have to reiterate too that mm -hmm. I forgot. Type 2 diabetes is reversible. Don't mm -hmm. let nobody tell you it's not. Don't mm -hmm. let nobody tell you it's a life sentence that you're going to have it forever. It is reversible. But be wary because if you stop eating healthy and you start picking up back them foods, it will come back. Yeah. So definitely a healthy diet, a healthy life change is the perfect way to move. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, y'all. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. Some homework I got for y'all. Be sure to um, stay on top of your diabetes if you have it, but also be mindful of what the symptoms are to see if you need to get checked. All right, y'all. Have a great week.